it's a peaceful protest. There's no violence. No. These truckers are just showing up. They're laying on their horns. They're yeah. they're blocking the roads, which over here, block the streets, man. That's disorderly conduct. That's all it is. Certainly not an insurrection. And they are moving to cut off their money, their fuel, their food, any supplies coming into them. And that makes me feel like they're not going to come in with intent to negotiate. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're talking about mother trucking patriot shit from Canada? Eh, it's coming to a capital near us soon, I think. Oh. Coming to a capital near us soon. Truth be told, I didn't expect the Canadians to set the tone here. No, no. You know, the Canadians are usually pretty mild-mannered, right? And they are docile. Uh, docile. They're, uh, well, they're French Canadians, and we know about the French. They oh. kind of, they, they roll over. They do. So to see them teaching us about how we should be treating the government right now when we don't agree with something is a little surprising. And let's get it clear. These truckers are 90% vaccinated. They all had to for work and they just got sick and tired of the mandate. They needed the vaccine to cross the border. This was what it was originally about. And now since they've moved in and occupied, if you want to use that term, mm -mm 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 -mm. no, no, we're not using occupy. Well, we're not allowed. Oh, okay. Only the left is allowed to occupy things. Mm, that's right. We'll get into it, but sure. it's, it's more sedition when we do it, but they're allowed to occupy. Sure. It ended up rolling into them wanting the nationwide mandate and just all the restrictions lifted, period. And you see it already happening in European countries. So you're saying that they started out with just, hey, let's lift up the mandate so we can just travel freely to, you know what, since we're here. Yeah. Since we're here. Since we're here. I'm let's over just, it. yeah. I'm over it. So they've been going through a lot to get there. They've made it all the way. Their numbers are huge. You can see the videos of just how many trucks there are. I don't have the specific number, but when you see like you see this drone footage of it flying over the whole entire convoy and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, we had shared a picture on the uh, pod bless America Facebook page. That was an overview and it wasn't obviously the whole thing, but it was it, funny because it was in jest. It was like, let's put politics aside for a moment. Yeah. Here, here, here's a <laughs> Here's a nice picture of trucks. And then it's like <laughs> eight mile long trucker convoy. And it's a shame because they're just out there trying to hold the government accountable and they're dug in. They really are dug in. Well, as we talk about things here, maybe we should start with the Gallup poll. Was it a Gallup? No, it was a poll in the Toronto Star. Oh, Toronto Star. I'm sorry. So maybe we should talk about the numbers on this poll. So as we talk about things... We can put it kind of into perspective. Yeah, because they always want to say that, you know, the, the, the nation wants this yes. or, or a small percentage of the people think this way. Let me tell you about this poll in the Toronto Star. They asked them in this poll, did Ottawa have the right to declare a state of emergency? And there was... Because of the trucker convoy. Yes. So out of the 60,000 people that were polled, a whopping 91.3%... Said, said yes. No. Oh. What? So they didn't have the right to. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now they, they did the state of emergency to get so uh, weird, to get funds opened up for more officers. And it's weird and though, that. because that's not what the government's leading me to believe. I'm so confused right, right now. Go ahead. So only, only a little over 4,000 people out of the 60,000 said, yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, and it's true. It's it. And, and it's, it's a sad state of affairs to be in. The convoy's been dug in for 11 or 12 days now, I think, and they don't plan on going anywhere. They're getting spun into a negative light for sure. 
Well, it's easier to spin them into a negative light than it is to actually admit that you're wrong and fix the problem, right? It's I think it's a whole lot easier for the government to vilify them than the government to say, eesh, eh, we might have made a mistake here. We hear you. We're going to fix this. Yeah. And they never back off. I mean, they planned to tax unvaccinated truck drivers with some kind of tax or stipulation they had on driving with these truck drivers. And they ended up backing off of that. So the Canadian government gave a little bit, which is surprising because they're not, they're not even giving these guys a sit down right now. I think they have leadership. They have a group of people that came together to put this together. They're on record as saying, you know, I'm so-and-so I'm an organizer and they're not getting the time because if the government comes to the table, they have to come to a solution. And I think their solution is going to be removal. Oh, they're terrorists. Basically. That's what the government says. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. I mean, we're going to show Well, you. they're already setting it up. They're setting the stage. Mm-hmm. They're setting the stage for this is not a peaceful protest. And we'll get into this. Actually, I guess. Yeah, we can jump into Diane Dean's Ottawa City mm-hmm. Councilor. Here's what she said. And that they settled in and got very comfortable. They have really terrorized our residents. They have um, acted so uh, abysmally. I think there's been plenty of accounts of how our residents have um, been subject to racism and sexism and misogyny and um, just the most boorish and ugly, hateful behavior that one could ever expect. And, um, you know, it has increased. But David, what has become really clear to me uh, through all of this is this is not, it's not a target on the city of Ottawa. It's much bigger than that. It's really an insult. Direction. It's a it's an attack on our democracy. It's an attack on our federal government. It has before? a lot of international elements to it. The money is flowing from the U.S. Right. Um, this is right out of the Trump playbook. Oh, it's and, Trump's fault. Uh, I don't think anyone really imagined that that was what it was when it started. Okay, I would like to first. I would like to congratulate Canada. Uh, they got their insurrection. Oh, hey. Yay for Canada. No. <laughs> Yay for Canada. Congratulations, Canada. <laughs> welcome got- to welcome to your January 6th. You got yeah. your insurrection. Yeah. I mean, she uh so- remember when we talked about insurrections before though? And it was like the Taliban? That was a good description. That was a good example of an insurrection, right? They came in with AK 47s, they killed people in the government, they made them flee into the hills. Not the Canadians, no. They're gonna come with trucks. Yeah. Trucks. And horns. And horns. Horns. Good, but they're not allowed to use horns anymore. We'll talk about that. We'll That's, talk about that later. That's a, but, I mean, yeah, they have been making people uncomfortable. They got Ottawa and gridlock. They blocked up the whole thing, and they're making people uncomfortable with the sounds of their horns. You can be on either side of the fact that do they have the right to overwhelm the city with this amount of sound? I've heard people on both sides of it. What aboutism, though? What aboutism is strong? The riots over 2020, did they have the right to burn down the cities? Mm. Did they have a right to terrorize entire cities? I don't know. When when they're mostly peaceful, I think they have the right, right? Mostly peaceful. You know, these tweets, they have a weird way of coming back. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're making it uncomfortable for the citizens. Mm -hmm. And it's both unfair if you look at it that way, that these people that had nothing to do with this are subjected to this situation and they're just, they're trying to live. And there was a 21st century philosopher that tweeted, the whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. Activists take that discomfort with the status quo and advocate for concrete policy changes. 
popular support often starts small and grows. To folks who complain, protest demands make others uncomfortable. That's the point. 21st century philosopher, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. What? Yeah. She is on board with these truckers and she, what they're doing? I, from, from her words alone, it sounds like she is. Dude, I mean, that's weird because people, I would have never guessed. People so, have to be uncomfortable to make change. I would never have guessed that she would be on board with what basically amounts to the right protesting against the government. That's and, incredible. And why didn't the media pick that up? Good for because her. Because it was, uh, you know, uh, you know what? What happened? Uh, the date's wrong. It says here, the date of this tweet's December 2nd, 2020. Alexandra Ocasio Nostradamus. Ah, uh, she knew it. She yeah, saw it coming. She knew it. She is a <laughs> wow. She can see into the future. But I like how it works for her. She gets to you know hold this line when the, when people are protesting the things that she wants to protest. Points to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point. I mean know? not now. The points to make you uncomfortable when it's them. When we do it, it's an insurrection all the way around. Yeah, I mean there probably aren't even any real weapons down there in Ottawa. They just have trucks. Um, well, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Maximum Overdrive. Trucks are weapons. Mm. Have you ever seen Maximum Overdrive? No. Where all the engines, all the things, the mechanical things, basically get a life of their own and they go out and start killing people? No. You, got, no. you have a year? What year did that movie come out? Uh, yeah. No, listen, it's a good uh, watch. It's a good watch. And you know what I... Oh, never mind. We'll talk later. I didn't watch your movie yet. I uh, forgot. I've been a little busy. Squirrel. You did not watch Don't Look Up. I did not yet. I did not. I will. I will. By the next time we're in here, I will. Good. At least someone's going to watch it because I'm not. (laughs) Fuck. So, although I did find out it was from the Obamas. Really? Yep. The Obamas funded uh, it. Their their, their, their company. Their media company. Yep. Yep. So now I don't know if I'm. That makes sense. All right. So these truckers going to Ottawa is setting the tone and, and putting the place in gridlock, which may be what they use to call it the insurrection or whatever, because they're stopping official business. It's kind of like what happened on J six when, when they stopped an official proceeding, if they want to go down that route, it might happen. You never know. But also with that many truckers down there, I'm sure there's a lot of shortages. I'm sure they're disrupting the economy. I'm sure they're doing a lot of things that are not a good look right now. But I thought the the purpose was to make people uncomfortable, right? Isn't that, isn't that from that 21st century philosopher? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the whole point? make enough people uncomfortable and you get people on, they may not even be on your side, but they're eventually going to go to the government and be like, look, we don't give a shit about these mandates, but you need to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get to the point where they're like, Hey, but that's the whole point. If they give in, they're going to always have to give in. And I don't think they're ready to give in. I don't think that's a, uh, that, that well, and that is, that's a real thing, right? That's a real thing. And I mean, all the way from dog training, raising your kids, yeah. Right. Government. I mean, once you give in one time and they know that the way they acted is going to get results. I mean, that's a real, that's a real concern. So I get that from the government all the way from what you just said, from dog training to kids. Uh, we can go all the way yep. up the ladder Yep. From, from and which is why the United States has always had a policy that we are not going to negotiate with terrorists because the first time you negotiate with terrorists, you send a message to the rest of the terrorists that all you got to do is kidnap our citizens. All you have to do is attack something. So I get it. I mean, I get why they don't want to give in, but in this case, I mean, they were wrong from the start. 
So back to Diane Deans. Yep. She said what she said, and we just heard what she said. And the guy who was, I didn't catch his name, the guy who was interviewing her really was pressing her, and he was asking tough questions. And she was not in friendly territory from what we see on our side as far as how uh, how these interviews go. No so, softballs. No softballs. So she she doubles down. She doubled down later on in this interview, and this is what she said. Uh, Carney referred to it as sedition today. I think that's exactly what it is. This is treason. This is way bigger. This is a group of well-polished professional people that are trying to overthrow the 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 government of democratically elected government of this country. This is not about people at this point that um, have a, a beef with the federal government about vaccine mandates or border uh, policies. This is way bigger than this. Um, I believe that this has been uh, planned much longer and we need a lot more help. Where have I heard that before? Hmm. She says they're well-polished and, you know, I've seen interviews. I've seen them on TV. They don't look well-polished. They look like regular human beings. Truckers. They look like blue-collar people. Yeah. Right? And what, what pissed me off was the way that the dude holding the Confederate flag that was walking around, he was typical look of ski mask, sunglasses, covering his mouth and hood up, walking around with the Confederate flag that looks like it was just taken out of the package. Don't look like that guy had that thing hanging up in the garage for half his life. That thing was pretty brand new. So right away, it shows all the signs for, for agent provocateur. If we're using French words now, <laughs> uh, I think you need more on the tour. <laughs> provocateur. Like I got to yes. spit into the yeah, mic yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> provocateur. And what they need to do, what needs to start happening when, when you're in a group like that and you're trying to get a point across and you see someone like that come around, it needs to be, you grab his arms, I'm pulling his hood down, I'm taking his mask off, we're going to get his face because the internet is undefeated, I'm telling you who's who. <laughs> undefeated. They are. And you know who it's going to be, right? It's going to be some elementary school teacher out of New York who's going to pop up on there. And then you, you start scouring his social media. Yeah. Turns out, not a trucker. Turns, turns out, out he's not conservative. Turns out, works for the feds. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when I say elementary school, I really mean the FBI. <laughs> Did they go to ask the elementary school that where he works for like, Hey, what about this guy? And they're like, who? Exactly. Who are you talking about? He hasn't worked here. He hasn't worked here since, uh, 90, 99. He hasn't worked here since he went to work for the government. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, as messed up as that is, right. It has to happen. If I'm it, all if about it, it. If it was at my, if it was, and you at, know what? I'm all about it. Period. If they are truckers and they're doing this unmask them. Yeah. Let them know, man. Yeah. Look, these aren't yeah. our people, but they get to stand up and go, these people are waving Confederate flags, Confederate flags in Canada. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you, you, well, did. it's being funded by the Americans and it's all Donald Trump's fault. Did you right. hear her? Right. All Donald Trump, everything that happens in the world somehow comes back to Donald Trump. Everything. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're gonna you're gonna get a hold of this guy and, and and start stomping him because there's there's a power numbers where you know you and I and one other person could take this guy, grab his arms, unmask him like well like, like Scooby Doo you and two <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for these meddling kids these meddling truckers <laughs> they would be you and two other guys because I'm not really big on confrontation and calling people out I don't like that at all no no no, no. but once the action gets going I think I think you're in. <laughs> I, I think I think you're so used to I putting people's not, arms behind their back. Listen, I think you're going to have really good I'm technique. Just saying I'm not very outspoken. You may have a you may have upset a cuffs on you just because 
Uh, zip ties. Zip ties. I might have the zip zip tie cuffs. Don't go down there with zip ties because I think they lo- they labeled that as insurrectional. Tools. I know that's what I'm saying. Remember that guy yeah. at the at the Capitol? Yeah, he's a terrorist because he had zip ties. So we're back here in Ottawa, and this lady is uh, labeling these people as as well as she can, running out of the same playbook. It's almost like they're talking to the same people as far as what their talking points are. I don't freaking get it, right? To be able to label these people like that. So now you want to move on to the police chief. The police chief. From Ottawa? From Ottawa. Okay. That police chief has a mentality where he's saying any police officer or agent of the state that helps these truckers, if you do help them, then I'll get after you from the fullest extent of what I can because we're not going to help them. But the job of the police is to protect and serve. So you're telling me that if, if somebody's having a medical emergency or you're telling me that, you know, there's going to be a, a time where a guy's going to have to make a choice. Like, do I, do I help this person out or is my job going to be in jeopardy? I mean, that's cold, real cold. But the p- police chief was on a Zoom call, yep. which gets recorded. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't know. Well, have you ever been on Zoom calls to get recorded? Yeah. It actually, there's a big pop-up that says recording in progress, continue. And you have to hit yes. If you hit no, you bail out. Yeah, you're out. Right. But he didn't know. Uh, well, it's not that he didn't know. Snuck the shit up I on me. Think that, I think they get so used to being in their own echo chamber that it never even crosses their mind that what they're going to say there is problematic later That there on. might be one person that's like, this yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Jack, you're getting too out of control. And <laughs> Listen, Jack. <laughs> And here's here's what the police chief said. We have, through the efforts of Deputy Bell, Christiane Hinault, uh, the mayor and his staff, we've been able to shut down the GoFunding program. That's a temporary reprieve because the funds are already moving in different directions. We are now going after supply and, and fuel coming into the area through investigations and intelligence operations and interdictions, all of which are, were underway yesterday. So it's a peaceful protest. There's no violence. No. These truckers are just showing up. They're laying on their horns. They're yeah. they're blocking the roads, which over here, block the streets, man. That's disorderly conduct. That's all it is. Certainly not an insurrection. And they are moving to cut off their money, their fuel, their food, any supplies coming into them. And that makes me feel like they're not going to come in with intent to negotiate. Now, I understand that this is Canada. All right. And admittedly, I don't know what Canada's constitution says. Sure. But this is the government stomping on what would be our first amendment rights, stopping the people from protesting peaceful protest, stopping the people from redressing their government. See, and I keep wanting to go back to, to America. I mean, can you imagine had we laid siege on BLM during the protest? Oh yeah. If we seized all their money, if we stopped them from getting water and food and I mean, can you imagine? And rightfully so if the government had stepped in and done that rightfully so, then every constitutional conservative in this country should have stood up for BLM at that point and told the government, you are way out of bounds, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they, when they took over that section of Portland, they kind of backed off and let the, let those kids starve themselves out. Yeah. I don't know if I would have backed off. I, I, man, you can't concede real estate. We can't just let them take over. I mean, you, you want to protest. That's one thing. But. Well, and I always say like, if it would have been a different group of people that took over the chop or the chaz or whatever the hell you called it, at the time, it would, summer it, of love. It, it would have been covered completely different. Summer of love, completely different by the media and rape. Yeah, and murder. It, it would have been what it was. So he admits that the local government 
had a plan and worked with GoFundMe to take the page down. And he also understood that they were going to get the Give, Send, Go account up just as fast. And maybe even, you know, they're at 9 million on the GoFundMe when they grenaded it. They are at maybe 6 million now on the Give, Send, Go. And they understand that the people, I mean, you go to Twitter and you do the hashtag for this thing and you just read the latest comments. It's, it's six to one positive for it. But with always that one person going, they better get on the thing and do this thing. So but when they get into Ottawa, when they get into the capital, all of a sudden, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau, Trudeau um, I think Trudeau, it's Trudeaux, 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 I don't think it's spelled like that. Trudeaux? No, it's like D, whatever. Trudeau. Whatever. The beta Frenchman. You can't say beta. I've heard him talk. <laughs> Um, absolutely Justin, <laughs> Justin Trudeau. I got Canadian friends. We got to have them on here and see what they think about. As it. soon as the trucks get to Ottawa, yeah, he gets COVID. Oh, <gasps> poor Justin. Now I didn't see the positive test myself. Okay. But well, I'm going to take his word for it. Right. right. Well, he evacuated. Well, he violated his own policies and was COVID positive, mm-hmm, fled, mm-hmm. fled the country. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if he fled the country, but he's in an undisclosed location. Probably not fled the country. Big country up there. Big country. Big country. Yeah. Just go north. <laughs> Nobody will find <laughs> you. Snow starts getting deeper. <laughs> Once the snow gets up to your ass, nobody's going to find you. <laughs> no, or want to go find you. <laughs> exactly. But it's just, I find it convenient. So I find it convenient that, that, that right when they get there, he has to go into quarantine. You know what though? Socialism is for thee and not for me, right? That's not, that's not a leader. But that's how it is. That's and that's how, how it is here. If he was a real leader, he'd take that COVID and, and, go, we're not and, gonna, go, and go shake the hand of the guy running this thing. And go, let me show you why we need these. Uh, let me pass this on to you and so you can give it to everybody. Like he, he could have played that card. Yeah. Well, but. Oh. But these guys are, these guys are ballsy enough to meet him. Even if he had COVID, they want to sit down. Sure they talk, do. But they're not going to talk. Sure they do. And they're going to be on live every day while they have mild symptoms. And sure. So Justin Trudeau. Yep. Not to be outdone by the Diane Deans chick, he had some things to say. Did he? And here's what he said. Wondering about what you saw in our capital city this weekend. As my friend... All right, I'm just going to stop it real quick. I just... The dramatics are fantastic. What you saw in our capital city this weekend. This is fantastic. All right, let's start over. God, I love this guy. (laughs) I love this guy. Absolute alpha male. (laughs) Wondering about what you saw in our capital city this weekend. As my friend Erwin Kotler said on Saturday, freedom of expression, assembly, and association are cornerstones of democracy, but Nazi symbolism, racist imagery, and desecration of war memorials are not. It is an insult to memory and truth. Hate can never be the answer. Over the past few days, Canadians were shocked and frankly, disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. I want to be very clear. We are not intimidated by those who hurl insults and abuse at small business workers and steal food from the homeless. We won't give in (laughs) to those who fly racist flags. We won't cave. What? To those yeah. who engage in vandalism or dishonor the memory of our veterans. Good Lord. These truckers are a bunch of assholes. 
So like I picture a homeless guy eating a sandwich and they just come up and a truck driver goes, how's that sandwich, bro? That's my sandwich now, bro. <laughs> That's my sandwich. Hey, <laughs> hey. so, uh, that was posted on, tw- on Twitter and I'll just a couple of the first, well, let me just say, it's a good thing that Joe Biden didn't read that because he would have been like, and this today, dramatic pause. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the whispering. Can you imagine the dramatic whispering from Joe? Nazi flags. Wait, oh yeah. And the Nazis, the Nazis made it up to Canada. Yeah, some swastikas. Whew, some, some of them. Well, I only saw one. Ca- I only saw swastikas. one Confederate flag, so he could have just said. Well, wave, apparently, apparently there were two waving racist flag. How many? Do we know how many truckers are involved in this? Oh, I don't know the exact number. Thousands, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe more. Tens of thousands, or is that probably pushing it? Um, thousands of trucks themselves, and yeah. I think there's 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 doubled up, and and there's more people in the rigs. But. So of those numbers, so the very first comment on Twitter is it was seriously like two flags and those two people were immediately pointed out and told to leave. There's video of it everywhere. I thought judging an entire group by the actions of a few was a bad thing, but that's that double standard we talk about where they're like, where they're like, listen, you can't judge Antifa by the people that are burning that building down. But you can judge every single cop by this 13 second video that you saw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or you can judge everyone that was in DC on J six by the cat that was walking out with the, what you call the thing? The lect, the lectern. The lectern. Yeah. 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 By, by the guy wearing buffalo horns. <laughs> the next comment on the uh, on the tweet is, why is he not addressing the main issue? Beating around the bush, talking about things he wants to use it to make a narrative. Answer the questions Canadians are angry about, or is this no longer a government of the people, for the people, and by the people? Hmm. I didn't know if they were able to even use that terminology. I thought that was ours. Well, we're probably going to have to address this once the trucker thing's over. Yeah. We're going to have to launch some kind of offensive against Canada. Sorry. Well, I don't even know if it's an offensive because apparently we're on the same team. Mm. Okay. Apparently they just want to live like everybody else over here wants to live. And these, okay. these people don't have a freaking leg to stand on. Poor Canada. Because you- these other nations in Europe are starting to lift restrictions. Like I'm living a regular life right now. I'm seeing that once that Omicron wave came through and basically gave us herd immunity, we're back. No, 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 no. No? I'm not back? I jumped a gun. Actually, New Jersey's back. I saw. Oh, yeah. New Jersey decided to lift all their restrictions right before the election. Hey, so, you're going to see a lot of restrictions being lifted before the election. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure. USMC zero three two one says, "Oh, you mean the false flags? Are oh, those the flags you're talking about? The false ones?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you know, I'm going to go through here as you're talking. I'm going to find a couple more good ones, but I do like this one. And if kids are listening to this, you may want to turn it down. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, kids. So there's this uh, Debbie Vice posts this picture and it says, Dear Justin Trudeau, fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign saying you can't fuck off past here. Climb over that gate, dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. So the Canadians are apparently not real happy with Justin. Trudeau. I think you're supposed to say his name like you have marbles in your mouth. Trudeau. <laughs> and it's been getting coverage here, and I think it's going to be contagious. I think it's going to move its way down here. I just think that the government's going to handle oh, it a little different now. Wait, there's a comment on here. I don't know if this is true. Okay. We are just talking about it. It says, oh my God, this is the response. That's the issue. Dude is in Florida. Look at the setup trying to convince us otherwise. 
They think he's in Florida? Uh, that's what somebody says. Now, granted, there's only like 10 likes on that comment, but still, I mean, yeah, so there's... Well, there's, just, yeah, prove you're not. <laughs> well, no, right. Prove you're right. not. Like you said, it looks like he's in front of some Section 8 house somewhere now, all of a sudden, you know? Comes, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's definitely not yeah. in Ottawa. <laughs> he walked out to that press conference. I'm like, that house is 1,130 square feet, <laughs> one, <laughs> one and a half bedrooms. <laughs> One bathroom that doesn't work. Yeah. Looks like it has a basement with a five foot ceiling. <laughs> I've been in houses like that. I've rehabbed houses like that. <laughs> in Lorraine. There's, there's a weird chemical smell in the kitchen. Oh, shit. So, uh, so keep going. I'm just going to interrupt you as I find these hilarious responses. <laughs> so what they did was the government itself, whether it was state, Providence, or federal, they didn't do anything about the horn honking. It took a 21-year-old dude and his buddy who was a lawyer to get the court superior court in Ottawa to put an injunction in on the honking. Yeah. So the story from the Ottawa Citizen, which is a paper out there, says the judge orders truckers horn silence for 10 days. So it says Ontario Superior Court Justice Hugh McLean granted a temporary 10-day injunction Monday banning the horn honking and air horn blowing that has echoed through downtown Ottawa since demonstrators arrived in the city on January 28th. The ongoing noisy protest has interfered with a citizen's right to quiet, he said. So people have a right to protest various things in various ways, he said, but he agreed with lawyer Paul Champ that the incessant noise could cause some long-term and irreparable hearing damage. I need a lawyer with the last name Champ, so when I call him up, say, what's up, Champ? Hey, Champ. Hey, Champ. <laughs> so tooting a horn is not an expression of any great thought, McLean noted, even allowing for the potential artistic merit of the trucker's creative use of patterns and beats. Not music. The injunction takes effect immediately. He also rejected the demonstrators' request to blow their horns for only five minutes a day at 5 p.m. Wow. So the truckers are not allowed to express themselves. To express themselves. So I guess the next, well, again, God, this is so hard. Now, the reason we're talking about Canada is because there's a very good chance right now that it's going to come to D.C., right? So it's hard yeah. when I talk about this because I'm coming from an American standpoint. Yeah, point of view. Right. But the next protest where they're using bullhorns and they're out there yelling, what do we want? Yeah. You know, dead cops. When do we want them now? Yeah. I mean, that could hurt my hearing. But I also noticed that those are the people that are riling the crowds up and that seem to be on a mission and could be the people who are going to hijack that whole entire, no matter what it is, could if be. it's on the left or on the right, it's always the bullhorn guys like, we need to go to the Capitol and jump in there. Or it's the left yeah, going, yeah, we yeah. need to burn this place down, guys. Like the guy with the megaphones never lighting the fire. Yeah. He's right. just telling them like, this is what we need to do. What are we going to do? And they're like, no. Have you ever seen anybody with a megaphone that's like, everybody listen up. <laughs> we all just need to be cool. Let's just sit around, let them know what we think, and then we'll go home. Nobody no, ever. No. They're like, uh, you over there in the green sweatshirt, go light that CVS on fire. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all they do. But going on with this, he says the only purpose of horn blowing is to bring attention to this protest. He said, there's no need for that anymore. The public's fully aware of what's going on. You know what? It's not about the public being aware of what's going on. It's about sitting there, having your protest until you get to redress that government. Yeah, just that's exactly what, it's about. what the 21st century philosopher said. <laughs> Alexandria 
Calcio Nostradamus. <laughs> the plaintiff in this case is a 21-year-old downtown resident, Zexy Lee. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that his real name? Uh, I think it's a her. Zexy Lee. L-I. So she's probably Asian girl. I don't know. In his evidence, the lawyer, Champ said Lee has measured the noise in her apartment at more than 80 decibels, which he likened to having a lawnmower running in her living room 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hmm. Sounds uncomfortable to me. What if it's an electric lawnmower? <laughs> oh, never mind. God, I almost went so bad there. But it sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. People got to be uncomfortable. Didn't we just read something where you have to be uncomfortable? Yes. The 21st century philosopher. And con- we're so lucky to have one in Congress. Oh. Oh. Update. Oh, this is not about. Listen, they're saying that this could hurt your hearing. Right? Yeah. Mm, That might not be what this is all about. Okay. While Lee is the only one named in the case, the $9.8 million class action is open to as many as 6,000 downtown residents who live in or close to the demonstration's red zone. $9.8 million. Wow. Wow. She's going for it. Oh, here's a picture of her. Oh, it's very dramatic. Oh, is she like sitting there covering her ears? No, no, no. With well, no, no. Coming she's, down one, she's, one eye. She's at a window and she has her palm on the window mm. and she's looking and the light's coming in just perfect. And I did see that video of someone opening their penthouse patio door and it's just a harmonious. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. So let's talk about the people that put this whole thing together had a press conference. There was a, there was about a dozen of them. Well, first, do you want to talk about... Your Inter-Pacific Transportation Group, or do you want to talk about that after? Yeah, let's talk about it first because... So there is this group, this inter... uh, They're they're called the Inter-Pacific Transportation Group, right? It's a group of companies, uh, but they handle apparently towing. They're Calgary's only family-owned, 24-7, full-service transportation crane and container service company, and they released a statement on Wednesday. Royal Canadian Mounted Police had come to them and said, hey, we need your help getting some of these trucks out of here, right? If they're refusing to leave, we're going to open up this road. We need you to come with your equipment. We need you to hook up these trucks, get them out of here. Big contract. You can make a lot of money. All the trucks you can tow. All the trucks you can tow. Just, you know what, man? Tell your, tell your guys to rest up. Here we go. A lot of overtime. So they came out with a press release here. On February 1st, 2022, we received a call from the Alberta RCMP and other agencies requesting our assistance in providing towing services at the Alberta-United states Couts border crossing protest. As many Canadians are aware, this is a very uneasy situation for any business within the trucking and transportation industry. Our team has always held the standards of quality and professional service very high. That said, it is not in our best business or personal interest to assist with towing and impounding of Canadians, and we have chosen to refuse to assist with this request and any other request of such nature surrounding the convoy and protesting unless it is requested by a driver or transport company for mechanical reasons. We at Inter-Pacific Transportation, group of companies, agree with peaceful protesting and stand with our lawful friends throughout the industry who are fighting for their Canadian rights and freedom throughout Alberta and the rest of Canada. We continue to maintain professionalism when providing service to our current and new clients throughout Western Canada and request the same in return. This is a very stressful time for our industry and for Canadians, but together we can push forward into a bright future. Boom. Wow. That's strong because they, they got their back, right? They're, they're going, Hey, we're going to stay out of this. 
because not only if they if they do the government's bidding and do what they need them to do. <laughs> Hold on. Apparently, before <laughs> there's a quote down here at the bottom that says we've got COVID, and that is a quote from towing companies in Canada turned down requests from police and mayor to haul away trucks. So apparently, whenever they're calling these tow companies to remove all these trucks, they're telling them they got COVID. And they don't they don't have the personnel. Sorry. Wow. We have COVID. Wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> but they're in a tight spot because the government's going to ask them to do their bidding. Then when all this stuff does blow over, these truckers are going to be like, Oh, they'll remember. Call somebody else. There's other companies. We don't, we're not dealing with them. Right. So they have to put their heart on the side of the money. Sure. In a do. way, you know, I mean, and maybe. And, and they say that on there, right? They, they, they say it's not in their best business. Or personal interest. Yeah. They understand. They understand the business ramifications here. It's both. Go woke, go broke. <clears throat> uh-huh. Hey, that's the way it works, man. Yeah. Go woke, go broke. Right. You know what? We're not, we're not putting up with this bullshit from the government. Right. Good for them. Yeah. Man, we ought to reach out to them maybe and see if we can get somebody on here. Well, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, oh, I bet it's going to shake out. All right. They're already setting this up. Right. So the, the people that put the great honking together... <laughs> honking. Every time you say that, it's funnier and funnier to me. So the organizers of this protest of the great honking <laughs> had a press conference and they wanted, well, they wanted to get ahead of it, right? They, and they were smart. This is a smart play on their part. They want to have this press conference. It's about a 34 minute press conference. And they wanted to get ahead of it because they wanted to set their terms just so people knew like, this is what we're about. This is what we're doing. Because when shit starts popping off, they wanted to be protected. So this is what they said. And they weren't showing up with lawyers and shit. These guys were wearing like car hearts and fucking yeah, baseball it's road, hats. It's and, all road captains. It's all, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they went through and gave them, gave themselves each their name. And, yeah. And that's the, what you were saying yeah, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like as they're given their names, you said, you're like, don't, don't yeah, say it. Just give them the list. <laughs> Holy right now, shit. Everybody at that press conference right now, the government is like, how many guns do they own? Yeah. Where yeah, do they work? Before they're in their this? search history. They're <laughs> what were their grades? like in fourth grade. Yeah, they'll have it all. They will have it all. With the help of the U.S. government. Oh, uh, oh. so, but this is uh, what when asked about the narrative that the government's trying to paint them in. Mm-hmm. It was the question. And, and, here's, and here's how that went down. Is it concerning that city councilors would use the word insurrection? Uh, huh. <laughs> 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 See how uncomfortable it made them right away? No. Yeah. If, 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 okay, maybe that's a hot button issue for me, but I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I, I've, I've played that recording to, uh, to several people and, and, and the, the hysterics coming out of, like, the comments were so, as you can tell, I'm not usually at a loss for words, but the I, chick I, in the I, background I was, says, I was stunned by the irresponsible language, the, uh, the dramatization, um, of, of, Absolute fiction. Um, and, and it's very clear to me that, that they're pre-positioning uh, the next moves that they want to make. So they're using very strong language to set up a legal framework, in my opinion, or a policing framework to give themselves cover to be um, uh, absolutely uh, horrendous to us. 100% he's right. Everything they're saying now is setting them up to be insurrectionists or terrorists or whatever so that when they do have to come in there and just fucking go medieval on them 
they can say, hey, look, they're terrorists. What do you want us to do? I didn't find that clip on BCB News or anything like that. I found it from like a from like a local journalist kid that has been covering this press conference. You would think the media would want to get both sides, right? Yeah. Hey, here's the truckers. Here's what they think. It's not what's going on. No, it ain't what's going on. Is legacy media is legacy on. media, man. Doesn't matter where it's at. Yeah. Disgusting. And, you know, going back to the uh, our original lady, Diane Deans, the reporter was like, hey, you've known, you know, they've been coming all the way from when they started weeks and weeks ago. And you guys did nothing. You guys thought they were like not serious. Same with J6. Yeah. Turn down the National Guard. Yeah. Hey, we got to make it look bad. Yeah. We don't true. need National Guard. Let's let it get out of control. Same here. Yeah. They know uh, it's coming. Nah, yeah. Hey, let them come. I think I think that it might be handled a little different in D.C. because of what happened. They already have something they're working on with that to try to. And when's that supposed to happen in D.C.? If it's going to happen. Uh, What's the talk? March 1st is when they're supposed to get on the road and start heading out. All right. It's, so uh, now uh, you had said something before um, in Canada that where they were worried that their communications was going to be shut down. Right now here in the same press conference that we took that clip yeah, from okay. that guy said he had Intel that we're going to know when it's going to hit because you're not going to be able to text communicate. or communicate or anything. Right. So it's going to be a blackout. And then the truckers had a Facebook page, right? Where they were all the, talking the, about the, the U S yeah, truckers. U.S. truckers yeah, yeah. And that got shut down. That got shut down after it had 130,000 members signed on. To yeah. It. And I bet that 130,000 probably came within a few days. Yeah. Uh, so that yeah. got shut down. Yeah. But like we were talking about, truckers have been communicating for a long time. Yeah. How are they going to shut down channel 19? I guess it is, right? Yeah. I mean, how are they going to shut down CB radios? Because you can shut down Facebook all you want, but I guarantee you that truckers can get a message from the I-5 in California to I-95 in Virginia in a matter of days, just going from CB to CB to CB to CB. I mean, I think it's antiquated technology. And I think that uh, when they call in the big guns, I don't think those will work either. You think they're going to shut down radio? Yeah. <whistles> yeah. That would be Especially something. if it means like really putting their foot on the neck. They have to. That would be They something. know it's their way of communicating. You think they don't have the technology to do it? No, I'm sure they do. I know they do. I wish they would have done it. We were talking a little bit before we got on this thing. I wish they would have done it when I was 17 years old, 16 years old, coming back from Boston Mills with my buddy, <laughs> with a, uh, Tom Holland. I don't know if you're listening, buddy, but uh, you'll remember this. We're in his little brown not Mustang. Not Tom Holland from Spider-Man. No, not Tom Holland from Spider-Man, but this Tom Holland's got a sweet-ass beard, dude. So, oh, his beard game. Yeah, his beard game strong. Okay. Strong. Continue. So we were coming back and we had a CB in this little, I don't know, it was like a fucking 79 Brown Mustang or some bullshit. So we're driving this thing and we're coming up on consolidated freight truck, right? It says CF on the back of it. So, and we should have known better, but we we're the only car on the road with them. And we get on the CB and we're like, CF truckers, I have no balls. Well, a couple moments of silence. And then all of a sudden you hear this trucker get on and he goes, is that you boys down there in the brown Mustang? I've never been so scared in my life. Like, I talk about maximum overdrive. I thought this truck was coming to kill us. All I remember is we punched it. We were like, go, 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 go. Wow. Like this guy was going to follow us. CBs are amazing. And I'm sure this guy called ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I dug up one of my dad's old Cobras CBs because <laughs> um, he had a few, you know, he, he did dabble in that a little bit whenever. I think your dad's dabbled it. in everything. It's true. But when we got the CBs out, I made my handle after I got hit by a drunk driver on my bicycle when I was 11. 
Uh, so we were about 12 and they're like, they're like, what's your, uh, what's your handle going to be? And I go, uh, my handle's roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? It's so true. <laughs> all right. So when all, all hell breaks loose and I have to call you on the radio, that's going to ro- be it. It's roadkill. Okay. <laughs> it's roadkill. Anyway, back to it. Back to the, let's, let's wrap this up with the U S here. Um, great falls. A group of Great Falls is collecting supplies for truckers who are planning to rally against the COVID vaccine mandate starting March 1st. Some truckers plan to drive to the West Coast to rally in Washington, D.C. at this point. And that's a ballsy move. You know what I love is that truckers in the United States waited for a little bit, see how this was going to shake out. And they're like, this is the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I hate to see the disruption, but I but I got the numbers that say. Yeah, well, that, oh, I was just going to ask you about that. I got the numbers that say. You know, owner operators in Canada, there's 35 to 65,000 actual owner operators. Mm -hmm. Have their own trucks. Yeah. Yeah. You get to the U.S., that number is 350,000. And it's hard enough to find truckers already. You know, so when these guys start getting together, it's going to affect the supply chain. It's going to do a lot. But when people are fed up, they're fed up. Right. When they see something that works, they're going to go down that road and take it. I I agree with the... Representative Nostradamus that we need to be, it's going to get, it could very possibly, if we do this in DC, very possibly, it's going to get very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. And maybe now would be a good time for us to do our prepping episode, right? Because if you're just relying on getting your fucking mac and cheese at Walmart, uh, <laughs> you may want to rethink your survival game. Uh, because if the, if it gets, you know, these grocery stores got three days worth of food and if this thing gets completely fuckered and they can't get the supplies to Walmart, those shelves are going to be empty, man. And what happens when the shelves are empty? People start coming down your street that you haven't seen before. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. So. Putting big red X's on your garage door. <laughs> what I hope happens is America sees what's happening in Canada and gets ahead of it. I mean, I don't care if they want to do a victory dance on, on COVID. I want Joe Burden to be like, we did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We, hey, we, we got COVID. Right? COVID's we got cured. Enough people got vaccinated. The first enough, truck that know? pulls in. Yeah. But there's still too much money to be had. There's a lot of money. I mean, a registered nurse friend of mine posted on Facebook just recently, and I didn't think it was going to make its rounds on Facebook, but it says this was from Apple News. The CDC weighs increasing time between vaccine doses to lower risk of heart inflammation. So they're giving them too quick. But you know what? Israel said that from the start. Israel said, you are giving these way too quick. That's why you're having complications. You're overwhelming the bodies. Israel said that it should be, I want to say three months apart. Yeah, not, but now they're looking at six. Right, right. So all um, these people that followed this initial shit, oh, got to trust the science. Yeah. Lifelong problem. So as we all know, my power plant's closing and there's a lot of boiler operators I work with that are looking to go into the medical field. They need two shots to be there. If they're not, if they're not dosed up now, these guys have to go, okay, well, we're closing April 1st. Going to the medical field for what? Oh, oh you mean running the hospital? Run, boilers running boilers and stuff. in hospitals, uh, running you, boilers at colleges. I was like, what? These you guys have, you, have, you boil- have to be vaccinated. Boiler operators. And now they're going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? Brain surgery. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. So they have to get the shot. So to be eligible to work, you got to get two mm-hmm. with, with the, you know, pretty close together. And I was talking to a friend of mine and I go, I just saw this report. I know, I know where your head's at and why, why you feel like you need to get it. And that's fine. You can get it, especially if that's what you want to do. But let's, let's talk about it. Normally the body's going to do pretty good at handling it. You may have some complications if you go too close together or the booster too close to the second, or I don't even know what's considered fully vaccinated. 
at the hospital. I'm pretty sure it's from, changing. I'm pretty sure from what I'm seeing about how hard it is for the steel plant and these hospitals to get like good quality workers. I'm pretty sure they'll be like, you got one jab, you're working on it. Cool. You're in, you know, are you taking vitamin C daily? <laughs> yeah. Right. Close enough. <laughs> is your BMI good? <laughs> When's the last time you worked out? <laughs> but back to DC, I really hope that they take it out and don't, don't make it an issue. Because I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to give them another narrative. I don't want to give them another reason to say it's Donald Trump's fault. Oh, Schumer's already. I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm sure his hamsters are, are running overtime right now, mm-hmm. trying to get these thoughts together and call these people insurrectionists and terrorists and Pelosi. Now she's running for re-election. She's going to use this. No, I agree. Well, got anything else? No, we'll leave it at that. All right. All right, we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll revisit this thing. We'll see how it goes. Especially yeah, we're going to have coming to. up to March first. So, all right, we appreciate the support. And if you like what you're hearing here, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. You can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show, and you can reach either one of us at Jim at pbapodcast.com or Dan at pbapodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't like. And until next time, God bless America. America.